Welcome back to It's Haunted, What Now? I'm your host, Lainey. I have spent a lot of time rewatching BuzzFeed's Unsolved, and I have really been in the spooky mood here lately. And the stories you're about to hear might put you in a spooky mood too. I mean, we'll see. Okay, ready to get spooked? Our first story comes from Saurus Senpai, whose life has been surrounded by paranormal occurrences since they were two years old. My mom believes deeply in spirits and the forces on both sides. I believe something too, complex to explain and irrelevant to these experiences, but I am terrified of the paranormal stuff. I don't go looking for things. I don't play in seances or squeegee boards or nothing. So to begin, one of the entire neighborhoods on Fort Lee is haunted. We lived there from 1999 to 2001 while my dad was in the Navy. I was only three to four years old and I only remember two experiences. My mom was of course active in the military mom's community and the biggest shared experience is that every house would hear a baby crying in the middle of the night. The moms would call each other one by one to see if a new mom would need help with her baby or just see why the baby was crying for so long. Most nights were quiet, but occasionally that would happen. My mom's best friend Tasha had a daughter my little brother's age who was one. She had her brother visit her over the holidays, I don't know when exactly, but he was sleeping on an air mattress in the living room. In the morning, she got up and went to the kitchen to make coffee, and she saw her brother walk around the corner of the hallway. She said, good morning, and he didn't say anything. She said, well, fuck you too and she followed him around the corner and watched him go upstairs, still not saying anything. She returned to the kitchen and went to the living room and saw her brother asleep on the mattress. My mom said things happened most frequently in the foyer of the house. My little brother was late to develop all skills, including tracking objects, focusing, and vocalizing. It took a lot to get him interested enough to look at you for more than a few seconds, so it was a surprise when he would sit in front of the screen door and fixate on it. He would keep waving at it and cooing. That same door would deliberately swing back and forth in the evenings, usually while my mom was on the phone with her dad. The experience I remember was my dad calling for my mom from upstairs. She couldn't hear what he was saying and she kept telling him to speak up. I remember hearing that voice. When she finally went up there to see what he needed, she found him asleep. My mom has since had plenty of experiences, but the only one I have had that gives me chills is the last time I visited her in California. This was when she was in the height of her spiritual seeking. She was taking EVPs in the early hours of the morning. She was having vivid thematic dreams and seeing apparitions frequently. I had asked her not to talk about it around me and not do anything to stir the air while I was staying. She agreed because she understands I can't handle it. 
A few days into my stay, I hear my brother outside my bedroom door. It's around 10 at night. He's usually in bed, but when I visit, he likes to hang out with me as much as possible. Well, he whispered my name outside my door, and I figured he was trying to mess with me. He whispered twice, and I could hear his weight shifting on the floor outside. So I snuck up to my door and pulled it open really fast and said, What do you want, little boy? In a creepy, hoarse whisper. There is no one there, nothing behind my door. I am thoroughly freaked out, and I rush to his room. He was on his stomach, under his covers, reading. I did not sleep in my room that night. Okay, so I would literally never trust being in your home again. I mean, ghost brother or whatever, no thank you. As soon as I opened the door and didn't see my real life brother standing there, I would have probably peed my pants. I'm not going to lie, that gave me goosebumps. And I feel like I say that all the time in this show, but it really did. Okay, Odd Pomegranate shares with us the creepy thing in their house. I was awakened by the noise my cat made outside my room at about 4 or 5 a.m., I guess. For when I looked out my window, the sky was dimly bright. Then I turned to look at the door. I left it open before bed and it remained the same, but there was a person, a thing, standing half behind the door. My vision was gazed and blurry for some reason, and whatever I was looking at was all twisted and ringing. I was suspecting its head was buried deep in its chest in an inhuman way. Its neck was long, thin, and twisted, or probably there wasn't a head at all. It did not make any attempt to come closer to me. It just remained in the exact place where only half of it could be seen from my bed. At first, I thought that the figure was my mother. When I was about to call her, I sensed there was something really wrong. I looked at it, realized there was actually something at my door, but it was definitely not my mother. I stared in horror and did not scream. It was still too hard for me to truly understand the fact. It disappeared after about four or five seconds. I know many people do see things, but I am not supposed to be one of them. In my culture, according to our fortune tellers and astronomy, Everyone was born with their own destined characters. They are nothing like being optimistic or having a social phobia. It's hard to explain, but they can be explained as the features you have in another dimension, which can't be seen or felt. And these features can affect your fate greatly. I was said to be born with sharp and bold features, the ones the gravediggers in our country should better have. For such power would protect you from spirits, which means you are less likely to be hurt by them and very possibly wouldn't be able to see them at all. This is indeed the first time I encountered such a thing. I have no idea what it is and don't know what reaction I should have. 
I don't really have much to offer, honestly. I mean, it could have been just a dream or maybe you did see something since you felt off about it. I've often had to really ponder on if something I experienced was real or a dream, like the doll thing I mentioned a few episodes back. Anyways, Corrupt Coot's story leaves you wondering if you can explain things away or realize that there is sometimes no explanation. I have had visitations before from my uncle and my dog who recently passed away, and I do believe in spirits and heaven. I also have incidents where I think I have seen the future and it has happened the way I saw it. So when I met my boyfriend a few years in, I started staying the night. One day, this was around 2017, we could hear talking downstairs. My boyfriend told me to stay put because we knew his parents were asleep. He figured it might have been an intruder. As soon as he left, I heard whispering that I couldn't make out under the bed. I moved out of shock and then had whispering right in my ear. And then I encountered a series of brief knocks under the bed like I physically felt it on my back, as if somebody was under the bed knocking the bedboards like you'd knock a door. My boyfriend came up looking pale and said the TV was on. It had come on by itself. He saw me looking scared and asked and I told him what had happened. But my partner is skeptical, so he tried to rationalize it all away. However, we then heard the TV again, and this time we both went down to turn it all off. We turned to leave the room again and it came back on. At this point, we switched it back off and left to go to the kitchen to try and calm down, as my boyfriend desperately tried to find reasons like, Maybe the TV was faulty, etc. It was not unplugged at the wall. Then we heard it come on again. This time I turned it off and shouted, Whoever this is, leave and stop. And it didn't come on again after that. When we went upstairs, I didn't feel any more knocks or hear any voices either, and the TV was off all night after that. The next morning, we told my partner's mom, and she laughed. She put the voices I heard down to the neighbors, like maybe it just sounded close because we moved the bed so we could hear more. She put the knocking to stuff under our bed slipping as we had just moved our bed to the other side of the room. She said the TV has done this at night before, but it was probably the socket's fault. But I knew it wasn't. I felt the knock so real yet heard nothing move under the bed. The TV wasn't faulty and is still working fine to this day. And since I shouted to leave, it stopped happening. No incidents happened again, but for the longest time, I felt unsafe in the bed, but nothing more. Fast forward to now, me and my partner were in bed and my partner was asleep, and I was on YouTube. Out of nowhere, I felt the knocking hard, just like before, in the center of my back. Only this time, we have a bed where nothing can move under it or slip. I had my headset on listening to music and thought I heard talking again. I had an uneasy wave come over me because my cockatiels had been screaming at random. They are in the room with us. And when I go up, they stop, but I've caught them both watching something in the room. 
Also, before this knocking again and the suspected talking, I thought I saw something move from the corner of my eye, but I ignored it. So with my bird's behavior and the knocking and what I thought I saw and heard over my music, I knew something was indeed in the room with us. I try to stay calm, because I know if it's evil, fear can make it worse. But I felt so scared, I tried to focus on my video. And I dared not to look to my left because I thought something was there next to me. But how I knew for sure was when I felt the pressure on the bed of something sitting next to me. The force of it sitting down actually tilted me in the bed, and I got the sense it was sitting facing the TV with its back to me. I rolled over so fast to face my partner and hug him, and not long after I fell asleep. I told my partner's mom and I was expecting her to joke or tell me I'm silly and rationalize it, but she instead told me a few days ago she sat on her bed and felt somebody sit next to her too, and she was quite creeped out about it. She's not playing with me either because as soon as I mentioned it, I saw her facial expression change. Like me saying I had the same experience confirmed hers and it spooked her. I don't know if maybe something bad was in the room and somebody like a past family member or angel sat by me to protect me, or whether it's a lost spirit or if it is bad but can't hurt me yet. I don't know why it sat by my partner's mom either. Last year I lost all of my family from growing up in the span of six months and my dog. I already lost my uncle in 2009 so I have no blood family left. And my father's a deadbeat like the rest of his family, so they don't count on me. My nan remarried, so her urn is with my nan's husband. I have my mom and granddad's urn with me. My uncle's urn is buried at church and my dog in the back garden. It was definitely a human who sat by me. I wonder if it was my uncle or an angel. My uncle frequently saves me in nightmares if I get them, and so does my dog. But whatever it is that knocks, the TV stuff and the whispering, that's not a loved one, for sure. I'm going to pause the spooky tales so you can hear a word from our sponsors. Um, yes, not a fan. I felt the sinking feeling of someone sitting on my bed, and it was honestly the weirdest feeling ever. I was half asleep, but I remember feeling really uneasy about it, and there's just something that tells you that something is sitting next to you in bed. It's something you can't really explain until it's happened to you, and hopefully it never happens to me or you again. It sounds like you know what you're dealing with, so hopefully it doesn't happen again. Our next story comes from Tokidoki98, whose second story home gave them all the creeps. My family and I lived at my old house for 18 years before my parents got a divorce. My dad and I moved into a different home about 20 minutes away, but my mother and brother continued to live there. Ever since we were little, like toddlers, my brother and I hated going upstairs. We would only go upstairs together because we always felt like there was something watching us in the hallway. 
My parents always thought it was ridiculous, but they figured we were just kids and it was normal to feel that way. Then one day, when I was around five years old, I heard my parents outside and they were talking about salt. I came outside to find that our house was surrounded by a ring of salt. We live in a townhouse complex and no other house had this done to them. My parents couldn't figure out who did this and why anyone would do this, but they thought nothing of it. Kind of funny, but I remember being freaked out by it because it reminded me of the SpongeBob camping episode where they make a circle to keep the sea bear out. So I always assumed it was there to keep something bad out. As I got older, I began having terrifying nightmares and they were always set inside the house. A recurring one that I'd get was set in my living room. Our patio door was behind the couch in our living room covered by some curtains. In my dream, I'd be downstairs. Everything was dark except for the curtains. They were glowing, and I would yell out for my parents and brother, but no one would ever come. I get the worst sense of fear, and slowly in the curtains, an outline or shadow of what would appear to be a very tall being, with their arms in the air and spread to each side, starts to move forward, pushing against the curtains. For reference, it would look like Jesus when he was crucified, that exact shape and position. It gets closer and closer to me and I can't move until I wake up. I would wake up crying every time and this went on for years. Mind you, I never told my parents or brother details about the nightmares because they would tell me it's nothing to worry about as they are pretty skeptical people. Then in 2013, my parents got a divorce. For the first year, I lived with both my parents and split my time 50-50. One day when I was at my mom's house, her and my brother left the house for an appointment around 5 p.m. So I was home alone and watching TV. It was around 6 p.m. in the winter, so it was pretty dark out. I'm in the living room sitting on the couch that's in front of the patio door. Then my cat sits in the middle of the living room and stares directly towards me. She starts to growl in a really low tone. If you have a cat, you know what I mean. This scares the crap out of me, but she's a cat, so I try to rationalize and think she's probably looking at the shadows of the trees outside or something. Then I hear someone knock on the window directly behind me. I shot up so fast from the couch and kept staring at the TV because I was terrified to look behind me. Whatever it was knocked three times, very firmly so it couldn't have been an animal messing around in my backyard. Now, if you remember, I hate the upstairs of my house, and now there's someone knocking on the window down here with me. I feel like I have nowhere to go, and I call my mom. She doesn't pick up the phone, so I try to calm down, and I go to the kitchen where I don't have a view of the backyard. I'm watching YouTube videos trying to distract myself when I hear another three loud knocks. Then, again. This happens about 10 times every few minutes. I call everyone until my dad answers and he tells me he'll stay on the line while I go check the patio. He says if it is a thief, they'll leave, especially seeing as I'm on the phone. I hesitatingly agree and go towards the patio door. As I'm nearing it, another three knocks. I get a really bad feeling and my gut is just telling me that it's not a burglar. 
I tell my dad and start crying and he tells me he's coming to pick me up. I grab my cat, put her in the carrier and wait for him outside the front door. Fast forward, it's now 2015 and I'm living full time with my dad. It's not because I'm scared of the house, but because my school and work are easier for me to commute from my dad's house. Around noon one day, I have to stop by my mom's house to grab something I left behind. I'm in the car with my dad and we arrive in front of the house. No one's home at this time. My mom was at work and my brother was at school. It's noon for God's sakes. I shouldn't be scared, but for some reason, I am. I feel an overwhelming sense of dread, similar to the feeling I'd get in my nightmares. I tell my dad to come inside with me and wait for me downstairs while I grab what I need. He doesn't want to because my parents are not on the best of terms at this time, and my mom may get mad if she finds out he was inside her house while she's not there. I beg him to come inside and after a few minutes of deliberating, he finally agrees. So we go inside and he tells me he's gonna wait for me at the entrance. I go upstairs to my room and realize the thing I'm looking for isn't there. I decide that it could possibly be in my mom's room, so I go to her room and the door is closed. I pause and the feeling of dread returns. I had forgotten about how scared I was outside the house after my dad agreed to come with me, but now I felt terrified to open the door. I open it and there's someone laying in my mom's bed. I stare for a few seconds trying to think of who the fuck this could be. The person is turned facing the wall, so opposite of the door. So I can only see the outline of their body, which is under the covers and their hair. The hair was long, black, and tangled looking. This combined with the bad feeling I had before opening the door meant there was no fucking way I was going to check on who it was. I only looked for about five seconds and then ran downstairs to grab my dad. I told him that there's someone in the bed. His first reaction is, maybe your mom has a boyfriend. I ignored the cheekiness of his comment and grabbed his hand and led him upstairs. He resists at first, but then he peeks into the room and he sees it. He quickly closes the door and I've never seen my dad look like that. His face turned pale and I could tell he was trying to come up with something to say that would make sense of what he just saw. He said, call your mom, let's go. We go back to the car and I call her, she answers. In hopes of sounding rational and calm, I first ask her if she was expecting anyone, even though I already knew the answer. She says, no. I tell her what I just saw in her room. She doesn't believe me because I'm describing the thing I saw and tell her it looks like the crazy demon bitch from the ring was sleeping in her bed. My dad didn't want me to tell her that he was inside the house, but I tell her anyway because otherwise she would say I'm just seeing things. I tell her, and I can tell she's scared, but she quickly shrugs it off and tells me I should have checked to see who it was. To this day, she is skeptical about this and says that if it were her, she would have just gone over and checked to see who it was. My dad is still shaken up by this every time we bring it up. He says he knows for a fact that whatever it was, wasn't human. I'm now 22 years old and my mom and brother moved over to a different house in the same townhouse complex. A few days ago, my brother and I were up late talking about the old house. We were talking about the time I frantically texted him and my mom begging them to come home 
because someone was knocking on the patio door. Although my mom ended up blaming it on raccoons or squirrels, which frequented our neighborhood, my brother told me he believed me. He then proceeds to tell me that he actually had recurring nightmares about the patio. I immediately feel a ball in my throat, but I decide not to interrupt him. He describes a nightmare to me, a dark figure pressing against the curtains. I ask him, does it look like someone who's crucified? He says, yes, that's exactly what it looked like. Sounding excitedly relieved that I understood, then I tell him all about my own nightmares. Nothing unexplained or paranormal has happened since we moved. My mom is pretty skeptical about everything, but she ended up getting a priest to bless our new place and keeps holy water in our house at all times. So she must be scared of something. I truly believe that something evil was in our house. Okay, so see, I'm not on the side of your mom on this. Why the actual hell would you go and check to see if it was actually a person? I would say, no thank you, and then leave. I know people like your mom who are so reluctant to believe in the paranormal, but then again, that's probably why she doesn't experience the things that maybe you do or I do. Our final story comes from Shay, whose real life could have actually been a scene from Poltergeist. The gentleman that owned this house before my family sadly passed away during the remodel and never got it finished. Growing up, my dad traveled a lot with his business and it was just mom, my brother, and I mostly. There were always things that were odd when dad came home. It was only as I got older that I started to notice more and more. One time I can remember having issues with the clothes dryer and having it pulled away from the wall and unplugged. Mom, dad, and I were standing at the back door and he and mom were talking before he left when the dryer door suddenly flew open and the dryer started going. As soon as it started, it stopped and slammed shut. Another time, dad came home for a long visit. He and mom were in the kitchen talking when all of a sudden I heard a huge crash. I ran into the kitchen to see all the dishes busted on the tile floor and the cabinet doors all open. Mom and dad were both wide-eyed and rushed me back to bed, hoping I wasn't awake to remember. I could keep going. I wasn't old enough to drive yet, so I was forced to ride the bus in rural America. My brother, who is four years younger than I am, and myself were walking down the driveway to the house when I saw the front door slam shut and the wreath my mom had hung on the front of it bounce off. I directed my little brother to the backyard to play while I went to figure out what was going on. Just as I reach out to open the door handle, it flew back open and I can see my mom standing in the middle of the living room, yelling at the top of her lungs to leave her family alone, along with many other obscenities. I walked in and asked her what was going on, to which she replied she would tell me about it later. It wasn't until well in my 30s I finally talked her into opening up about the house in its entirety. 
let's just say I'm thankful for being a kid during all of this. Um, yes, I would be so thankful too. And I wonder if anybody out there has had these types of experiences, you know, the poltergeist type. I am so interested in those stories. If you do, you know what to do. Submit your story. Okay, well, that does it for this episode. If you'd like to submit your own spooky tale to be read on the show, head to hauntedpod.com and click on the link to submit your story. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please be sure to leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. It really does help. You can find us on most social media platforms, Twitter at podcast underscore haunted, facebook.com slash haunted pod, Instagram at it's haunted what now. And of course, our website is hauntedpod.com. Production assistance provided by Aaliyah Lopez. This episode was produced by Nico at We Talk of Dreams, Check them out on Twitter at WeTalkOfDreams or WeTalkOfDreams.com. Until next time. Did you hear that? While you're waiting for the next episode, feel free to check out my pod friend's show, Guide to the Unknown. Guide to the Unknown is a podcast about horror. Every week, siblings Kristen Anderson and Will Rogers discuss spooky pop culture, urban legends, and the paranormal while keeping it cozy and light. Favorite episodes include a tour of the unique Disney haunted mansions around the world, the account of a seance they attended in a paranormal bookstore, and the real-life story behind The Conjuring. New episodes come out every Friday on all major podcast apps, including Spotify. The episodes are recorded live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern on youtube.com talkbomb And if you miss it, the video is released on Friday alongside the podcast. Go to gttupod.com for all the links to enjoy the show and follow gttupod everywhere on social media. Links will be in the show notes.